how is that going to help you? What are you going to do? What are some things, some goals that you want to get out of your travel or your trip, right? So just like having that in mind and just starting considering a different reality, that's something very helpful because then you are experiencing like new emotions in a moment where probably you don't even have the energy to do any of those things. This is Luca Menares, and you're listening to the Solo Female Trailer Podcast, the show dedicated to empowering and inspire women to embrace the unknown and travel on their own terms. Through a mix of solo episodes and guest interviews, you will listen to stories and insights from women around the world who have embarked on their own solo travel adventures. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode. Today, we're here with Jessie Martinez. Jessie is a psychodynamic psychotherapist. She got her master's in clinical psychology in Mexico and has different scientific articles published related to machismo, infidelity, and also to research studies about self-concept and life quality in people with addictions and defense mechanisms. She has worked with vulnerable populations since she was 18 years old, including chronic kidney disease, HIV, and AIDS. She also has worked with addictions, immigrants, and severe psychopathologies. And today she's here with us to talk about how travel can, if it does, help with depression. So Jesse, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for being here with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Big fan. So, <laughs> I know you are. So she's also one of my best friends. So I'm very happy to have her here. So to start, Jesse, can you share with us a quick definition of what depression is? Of course. Well, when we're talking about clinical depression, we're talking about a lot of symptoms that are going to be internal and external. So uh, it's a constant mindset or like state where you feel sad, where you feel uh, that things are not going to change. You have a lot of problems like to sleep, to eating disturbances. You don't have motivation. Uh, you have difficulty trying to concentrate. You don't have energy. So all of those symptoms, if you combine them or if you check more than five uh, of those symptoms, uh, then it is uh, diagnosed um, clinical depression. Wow. Okay. And I wanted to start the episode by... By asking that, because depression sometimes is something, is a term that can be either taken lightly. It's like if someone feels sad, it's like, oh, I'm depressed. And it's like, what are you really? So it's, I think it's important to know like what kind of like the characteristics are. And also there's also the other side of the spectrum where you are having all these symptoms, but you just, you just don't know that this could be depression and you completely avoid doing anything about it, which which, you know, there's both a side of the spectrum and I think is uh, really good to know to to have a, like at least have an idea of what it is and what can be done about it. Yeah, and also it depends on the time length. I mean, if you've been presenting those symptoms for more than six months, then it can be 
diagnosis of clinical depression. If not, then let's say that you have some depressive symptoms, right? And there are a lot of things that you can still do, but also when we're talking about like the diagnosis is a little harder because for people who have experienced depression for over a year, that all of the neurotransmitters that they've been um, not producing as they should it's going to just make it harder to go back to that baseline of not being depressed, right? So that's why after a year or if there are a lot of other things uh, related to that depression, then maybe you have to talk to a psychiatrist and consider medication uh, because it's just going to be like a boost to produce all of the neurotransmitters that your brain uh, has not been producing for a long, long time. Got it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. So, Jesse, also now I want to ask you more getting into the travel topic. So how can travel help women break free from the daily routine and stressors that contribute to their depression or symptoms associated with depression? Yeah, I think that when you're talking about traveling, it requires a lot of planning. And when you're doing those things, you're projecting yourself into the fantasy, right? You're thinking about how is that going to help you? What are you going to do? What are some things, some goals that you want to get out of your travel or your trip, right? So just like having that in mind and just starting considering a different reality, that's something very helpful because then you are experiencing like new emotions in a moment where probably you don't even have the energy to do any of those things you're getting ready to actually do like that trip or to take action but in the moment even if they don't realize it just putting all of their focus on something and planning being creative and start like all of those I don't know thinking about places people that they want to meet or all of those things, putting themselves also in new situations, then that can start helping to break through those blockages or boundaries, limits that they've set for themselves. Something that you mentioned during the last question was that, you know, your brain starts producing certain neurotransmitters when, when you are in that state. So now that you're saying that having some something to look forward to, having that fantasy and projecting yourself into the future, um, you know, can help you break free from this state. But um, I want to ask you now, what are the neurotransmitters that our brain produces when we are projecting ourselves in that way into the future? When you're being more creative, you're going to produce some serotonin. And when you're thinking about like that happy moment or what you're going to get your goals, then you're producing dopamine. So there are like different um, I don't know, different states that you can generate for yourself and put your your mind, your brain, your whole experience through while projecting into the future. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Something like as a personal experience, I like something that I know that when I'm, I'm feeling sad, a lot of energy or closer burnt out, like thinking about my my trips that are coming up or thinking about planning something, it's just something that that really helps. Um, but again, I, I haven't experienced any case of like depression where it's like clinical. And so this is also that how will you work with a patient that has symptoms of depression and, you know, and is interested in 
just breaking free for, from their routine and travel, would you say right away something like, hey, you know, you should travel. I know it wouldn't be that, just that you should say that, but like, how, how would you work it out with a, with a patient and specifically a female patient? Yeah, I think that it's tricky. If you ask them to go on a trip or you tell them that they need to go on a trip, it's going to become a task for them. So it's going to be something maybe not feasible in the moment. They're going to think like, it is too much for me. They don't have the motivation. Again, like they're very negative and they, they're in this mindset, like trapped in this depression, right? It's not because they want to, it's just something they can't control. Uh, so I think that I would just start questioning Like, what would you get out of it? Or how do you picture yourself feeling in those situations? Mm -hmm. I think that just fantasizing with the moment, thinking about what are some things that you're lacking of in this moment and how can you get there? That's big. That's huge. And after that, they will start taking those steps to, to become like more active or take more I don't know, action. Also, to make them be very responsible of what they're feeling. A lot of times when you're asking a depressive patient to, to move, to, to eat healthy, to sleep a certain time at night so they have enough energy, they don't have, again, like the consistency or discipline to do those things, right? So it takes time, but you need to make them feel, uh, be responsible since they need to fight it back. Once that they acknowledge that they are depressed, that their bodies are depressed, then they will start doing something to, to fight it back. So if you project it to the fantasy and then you ask them to start uh, making like those steps, even if they are baby steps, but like to, to do something, then it's going to take longer for them, but they're going to get there. Got it. So, so you can just like throw it at them, like, "Hey, you know what? What are you like? This is it's it's not funny, but I was gonna say it's funny, but like, um, it's interesting, like, because we're both from the Hispanic culture, right? So for for our culture, there's not such thing as being depressed or anxious or any of the you know mental health issues. It's always like like a joke, or it's like, oh, come on, just get up and do this and go travel and do that and la la la. And it's like, no, it's just series of steps that that everyone should follow and first of all that at least in our culture uh, mental health issues should be taken more seriously but okay so what I got from your conversation is that you can just say like hey do this you know it might feel like a big task uh, for, for someone and sounds like what you do is like by using questions and well, I'm pretty sure you use as many other strategies, but you lead them to projecting themselves into that future self. And also you help them be responsible for what they are feeling and, and also like preparing them for that moment where their brains or their bodies might fight back because, Hey, you're breaking, you're breaking away from, from your routine for everything you do. So um, I always read that, you know, that your brain is always trying to, keep you quote-unquote safe right yeah. but like sometimes being safe is just staying in bed all day so um yeah definitely it's just the easiest way like because you're not gonna have energy so your brain's gonna say like don't use it we, we need it right like we need it for 
take a shower. We needed to eat. We needed to like do basic stuff. So just thinking about taking a trip, it's going to be like, oh, wow, we don't have that amount of energy right now. So it, it takes a lot. But if you start thinking, how would it be in the future if you actually go for it, if you break like through those barriers, then you can start kind of like teasing the person with the reward right like mm -hmm. this is what you can get this is how things are gonna get better i know that it doesn't feel like right now and it also depends on the functionality that they have and just like how intense is the depression right uh, because there are a lot of people who are a little bit more functional there's people who has lost all functionality so asking them to be on a trip like to go on a trip it's impossible but to think about it it can lead them to to have that creativity. Even when you're planning uh, on what you're going to do, that is another tool that you need and that you lose when you're depressed. So just to take that back or to rebuild those tools, it, it's very helpful. Got it, got it. And then, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, like not, not every case is the same. Not everyone is the same. So like when we're talking here about like being depressed or the symptoms of depression, there are like a lot of nuances into, into that topic. So please take uh, what resonates with you and what it doesn't, just don't take it, but keep listening to the episode. <laughs> so um, now I want to ask you if like for someone that was able to break through those barriers, right? Will like found that energy to project herself or himself into you know that that future self that is traveling do you think that that travel or being abroad can be an effective form of self-care definitely yes I think that uh, again you you get a lot of creativity while you're doing those things and just by being abroad and just getting to know different people different cultures like different different environment you need to adapt You need to be smart in the moment. Well, the definition of smart is just like being able to, to fix or to have a solution for whatever comes. So if you're able to do those things, it's just like you're having that um, neuroplasticity, meaning like that you have a lot of flexibility into your I don't know, responses and to your emotions and to your, it's just like that flexibility internal uh, with your energy emotions. So you're developing some tools in the moment and definitely you're uh, creating new ones. So it's going to help a lot. And also the social factor, right? Just seeing different people, seeing different, uh, how does people um, work or look or even behave, speak, I don't know, in a different environment that helps you to question some things that helps you to see that things are different it helps you to to connect differently with people it helps you to I don't know just to build whatever you need to be part of it got it okay so yeah I may I have read also and heard many times and, and we discussed about that in a previous episode about the how travel helps in neuroplasticity and like how every time you travel because you're exposed to all these new things you your brain is start creating new neural pathways and of course that's uh something that is very positive um but also something that that you mentioned you know like when you get exposed to other uh way of behaving and like social rules um something that i've heard repeated times 
about people from northern countries where you know they are not they don't use physical touch as much when they go to maybe a tropical country or if they go to Latin America you know we are like very touchy in the sense that we hug we kiss and that for example that for them has been something incredibly beneficial for them in the sense that they get exposed to to that those new ways of of showing affection and that actually benefits their, their mental health um yeah. a lot from from what i've heard about uh, their comments and experiences so um we already touched about this a little bit but can you be a little bit more specific about this fact of experiences like new cultures and environment and how can it impact uh, women specifically mental health positively Sure. I think that whenever you are in a, in a social environment, uh, for example, having to connect with someone else emotionally can help you uh, because you're not just talking with someone in front of you, right? There will be part of a whole experience. Uh, it's something that you thought in the past and then you have a purpose for it. So everybody who is in touch with you in that moment, it's going to be part of that experience. So you're going to give it a meaning. And when you're connecting with new people, then you're making them part of something that is very personal, something that is very yours, right? The way even that, you, that you're connecting with them, it's a little bit more intimate. It's more personal, more deep. And it helps a lot when you're depressed and you're feeling that no one cares about you or that you are uh, alone to just being able to unlock that channel, that emotional channel, and let someone in so directly because it's just an instance. It's a moment that you're sharing with them. So you're kind of like pushing yourself to be part of it and letting others be part of it. Oh, that was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's that, that <laughs> moment. Yes. Um, yeah. So... Do you think that there are any specific types of travel experiences that have been shown to to be beneficial for for women or just anyone struggling with depression? Yeah, well, probably group traveling. I mean, it could be something easier for people who is very depressed. I mean, because they're trying to find like that sense of community and being part of something greater, something bigger. Uh, I think that if you're more functional and more in tune with your emotions, you're just having like, a, I don't know, sometimes uh, you can be very overwhelmed and become depressed, but you, you're still very much uh, in charge and responsible for what you're feeling. I think that you can push through and go on and get a trip and connect with people, connect with others. So that can help too. going on a trip with your best friends. I don't know, but it's just like the experience of, of, going through something different and going through pushing yourself to do something that probably you haven't done uh, in order to to unlock or just to be open for those experiences got it okay okay got it so group travel traveling with friends or just just being able to to experience uh, something new and but also i I want to ask you about like the, the other part of it. Like I know we're both immigrants uh, from 
you know, from Venezuela, from Mexico. So, and I know that at least immigration like takes a toll on your mental health. So I know I have some listeners that have immigrated to, to new countries. So what can you say that can be some ways that they can take care of themselves during this process? Because at least the first year is super tough and the majority of people I have met have experienced, including myself, have experienced symptoms of depression. So that's what's something that you can recommend to take care yeah. of our mental health. Well, I think that it's very complex, right? I, I've also experienced some of those symptoms, uh, depressive and anxiety, because of the whole thing, right? Like just emigrating, going to a different country. Uh, and it really depends what was kind of like the reason for you to, to emigrate and what were you doing, right? But uh, speaking from my experience, just like I was so focused on making it uh, happen, like to to be successful, that I kind of like forgot about myself, right? And I was so focused on work and, and making it work, right? Mm-hmm. So you are kind of like, you don't stop to see what's happening. Your life becomes like, those things that you, well, your functions instead of yourself as a person. So I I would definitely recommend to continue having like those moments to check in with, with themselves just to explore uh, the very basics. Like, am I eating well? Am I sleeping well? And how's my skin? How's like, am I dehydrated? Am I, I don't know, like, how's my mood? How's my energy? How's like, just being in, in contact with themselves. And if you're not doing any of those things, being brave enough to admit that it's your fault. No one else is in charge of your life. No one else is in charge of taking care of your body. So just saying like, okay, this is my fault. So I have to do something. I need to take care of it. I need to fix it. And then slowly but surely, right? Like, for example, this week, I'm going to start I don't know, I'm drinking water and sleeping at least seven hours, three days a week, and then going four days a week and then and increasing it until you get to those levels of actually being taking care of yourself. And if you're taking care of those things, it's going to be harder for you to get depressed because, again, the depression is going to be the combination of a lot of symptoms. So you're not going to have the basic ones. You're going to have your strength to, to fight it back. So whatever comes, if you feel sad, you're going to be able to process it. You're going to be able to find like some resources uh, with people by yourself, with, I don't know, in the community that are going to help you to work through that depression. Got it. Okay. So sounds like it all starts with you and in the sense that, yeah, you got to take care of yourself, take care of your body and start with the basics, like, because something as basic as Am I drinking enough water? Am I yeah. <laughs> am I eating good food? So it's like something like so simple, uh, but at the same time, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And and also, I really take away what you mentioned that at the beginning you were so focused on the functions, but that you forgot about yourself. And yeah. it's like no, you're always sticking with yourself. <laughs> and I know again, sounds sounds simple, but it's not easy because when you are distracted on all those external factors, like trying to be successful or like you know, just like many of things that we focus on when we're either immigrating or traveling long term, that it's very easy to just forget about about yourself and your body. So 
thank you so much for for everything you just shared with us and 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 for that as well. I was going to ask you that what can be some ways to incorporate uh, self care practices during your travels. But I think that I mean this is just such a great tip about just you know checking in with yourself and making sure that those basic needs are met. Also, something else that I always recommend, I mean, traveling, not traveling, but if you're struggling to remember like those things, to actually remind yourself, I need to do this, then we all have devices. We, we're in that era, so let's use them. So you can either download an app that it's going to track how much water you're drinking, how many hours you're getting of sleep, uh, what are some of the foods that you're eating, and I don't know, some of those things or even like in your calendar or setting some alarms or like time to drink water or I don't know, or uh, using your, your friends, right? Your like your community, your people, and uh, just to ask them like, hey, can you ask me on a weekly basis if I drink water or if I'm going to go on a trip? Like, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to forget this. And you ask if I've done that, it's going to help you to to be accountable for those things and just a reminder of doing them. Got it. Thank you so much. Those those are, are great trips. And and if you ever need me to remind you of anything, just let me know. <laughs> and I will do. Definitely. <laughs> I'll call you. So now, Jesse, how can we address practical concerns or fears related to managing related to when we travel and also managing our depression because as you have mentioned throughout the episode it can be quite overwhelming for someone that is experiencing um, these symptoms or going through depression so um yeah how what do you recommend to address those fears or concerns that are valid well i think that sometimes they can become very very real and very intense i mean they are real uh, internally so the first thing I'll say is just, well, you can journal about them and you can try. I know it's not easy, but you can try to share them with someone. Because when you are just having someone as a bargain sound, just making sure that what you're thinking, it's an actual um, challenge or threat. It's going to help you to get different ideas, to get different options of how you can deal with them. Or also, uh, I don't know, trying to ground yourself in the moment. When you have a fear, when you're experiencing fear, most of the time it's going to be in your head, right? Even if you see a threat, uh, the way that you interpret it, it's going to be the how intense you feel it. So when you are feeling scared, when you're fearing something, then just uh, having a moment to ground yourself uh, and to ask someone else to be part of it too, that can be very helpful because yeah, you're definitely going to have some uh, fears and some things that are going to be challenging for you, but you can also uh, have someone else to help you through them. Or when you know that you're scared of something, then having a plan on how you can face it, maybe exposing yourself gradually to it, maybe. I mean, it really depends on what are you scared of. I was also going to ask you that because when we are feeling scared or we are worried about certain concerns, one of the main things that we do is to isolate ourselves. And you also have mentioned about the power of community, especially when we travel or when we immigrate. So... How can someone 
connect with others and start building their social network and their social support while going through these feelings of, you know, I just want to be alone and isolate myself. Yeah. Well, I just talked about it. I had like a staff meeting where I work at and we talked about those things. I think that after the pandemic, there's a lot of people who has been isolating themselves just because it's easier because you're scared of like what are others going to think about me or what if this interaction is not what I'm thinking it's going to be like. So I think that first of all, you need to be very realistic with your expectations. I mean, what do you want to get out of like that interaction? If you want to get like a friend for life, then probably that's a big expectation and you're putting in a lot of pressure on that interaction, right? That maybe is going to last for five to 10 minutes. <laughs> so it's just having like that mindset of, I want to make friends, I want to be social, or I want to be, I don't know, like likable, or I want to be friendly, or I want them to know that I'm kind. That can be your goal, right? But not to build like a friend for life, or <laughs> it can happen, definitely. But just not putting in a lot of pressure and thinking that Whatever happens is just for you to to do it for yourself, not for the other person. I mean, you are using like this tool or are the one who's going to become social because you need it in the moment. So owning that wish, that desire of being part of a society, I think that gives you the power of doing it because there's a lot of people who say it's like, Oh, I want to do this. And when you ask them, like, why haven't you done it? And it's just like, yeah, but it requires a lot. Or maybe they're going to think this about me. Or So you have to be very sure that that's what you want. And then taking action. Because exposing yourself to those scenarios is the only thing that is going to make you be social. Got it. Okay. So, so being intentional. Being intentional. Okay. So... Which leads me to the next question, like, how can we prepare emotionally and mentally? How can we be intentional to ensure that our travel experience aligns with our mental health goals? Yeah, well, uh, I think that just thinking about the goals, what do you want to get out of that experience? Uh, Sometimes we tend to romanticize some things. I am a fan of that. I think that that's the best thing you can do, romanticizing your experiences, because then you're going to live them intensively, right? And you're going to have a lot of feelings and a lot of attachment to those moments. So uh, just like that, if you're going to struggle because you want to be in tune with your emotions, then go and do it. If you want to go and make new friends and be surrounded by a new culture, then go and do that. If you want to just be by yourself and I don't know, Uh, explore the city then do that right but it's just about how you really want to have that experience for yourself how do you want to share that with the world how do you want to present yourself into the world and if that's something that you're looking for and if not then that's okay but be completely aware of what's your goal what do you want to get out of that experience got it I think it all starts at the moment you start projecting yourself into that experience, right? You we we don't project ourselves in the the same way, and that also applies to all travel experiences. We don't we don't want we all don't want the same. And then also me as a person that that you know have traveled throughout different 
stages of my life. It's like every time I travel, I want something different because I'm not <laughs> the same person that I was last time that I travel. Yeah, I think that's something we've talked about before. It's just that as as you grow up, then you realize that sometimes you're going to want to be a little bit more comfortable while you travel, right? And probably when you're younger, when you're 18, 19, you're like seeking those experiences, being crazy and out there. And it's great. It's amazing, right? So you don't care where are you going to sleep or <laughs> any of those things. But when you grow older, it's a little bit more important sometimes. It is. No, definitely. Definitely it is. So, so yeah, we have to check in on ourselves to see what, I mean, what stage are we in? What do we want to experience and how are we going to make it happen? Uh, for right. sure. So, so yeah. So Jesse, I mean, it's been a pleasure to have you here and also to have the conversation with you because we always hang out, but, but I mean, we have never talked about <laughs> this and I'm so happy to have, have you finally on the podcast. So uh, for anyone that is listening that wants to get in contact with you, where can they find you? course well the only way that you can find me as a therapist is through psychology today okay i'm currently working in chicago in ravenswood area so if you're looking for a therapy then you can contact me there otherwise i do have an instagram uh, but it's not for public or not for like psychology itself i'm going to be sharing more content but it's not the way it works right now So, yes, you can find me through Psychology Today. Perfect. I will make sure to leave the link to Psychology Today in, in the Thank show you, notes. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Jesse, so before I let you go, also, is there anything else you would like to share with us um, before we end the interview? I just want to thank you and also congratulate you. I love your podcast. I've been listening to a lot of your episodes recently. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. Also, I think that uh, journaling through those experiences is something great. And I know that you recently released your journal. So I think that is something also super helpful. And you have a lot of endeavors like to help people, women, to travel. And I think that's awesome. So, yeah. Big fan. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much. You were the first one that bought the journal, so I really appreciate it. And um, so, Jesse, again, thank you so much, and thank you so much for everything you shared with us. Absolutely. Thank you.